Hello there, everyone. My name's Andrew. And I'm Cassie. And this is the Culips English Podcast. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to another Culips episode. Today, we have a simplified speech episode prepared for you, which is the Culips series that features clear, natural, and easy-to-understand English conversations about interesting topics. And today, joining me to do this episode is my co-host, Cassie. Hello, Cassie. Hey, Andrew. And hi, listeners. So, Andrew, today we're going to have a freestyle conversation. We're going to catch up and talk about what's going on in our day-to-day lives. Yeah, it should be fun. We've done this style of episode before, Cassie, and our listeners really responded to it well, and we got some great feedback, so it should be fun. And Cassie, usually we do this before we start recording, right? We chat for a few minutes and catch up, and then we hit the record button and start recording. But today, we're going to let everyone listen in to the small chat that we usually have before each of our recording sessions. And honestly, it felt a little bit awkward today, Cassie, because we said hello, and then immediately we hit record, and we haven't really caught up at all. So we're going to do that shortly. That's right. But before we start our conversation, we should let everyone know about our study guide so they can follow along as they listen with us today. Yes, that is a good idea. So everyone, the study guide for this episode includes the transcript, detailed vocabulary explanations and examples, a quiz, and more. And you can download it in a PDF file and print it off, or you can view a mobile-friendly version that looks really great on smartphones or tablets. And so to access the study guide for this episode, and actually for all of the episodes that we produce here at Culips, you need to visit our website, culips.com, and become a Culips member. And we also want to give a shout out to one of our listeners named Manal, who is from Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's right. So Manal left us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and in the review, Manal wrote... Hi, I'm Manal from Saudi Arabia, and I just want to take a moment to thank you guys for your great work to help us improve our English. I've been listening to you guys since 2019, and as the days go by, I noticed a huge improvement in my English in terms of listening, speaking, learning new vocabulary, and so much more. I literally can't thank you enough. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I love the commitment and we love to hear success stories just like this. So thanks for the review, Manal. Yeah, thanks again, Manal. We are very happy to hear that you've been able to improve your English with Qlips. Now, listeners, leaving a positive review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to Qlips, just like Manal did, helps more English learners around the world find Culips and study with us. So we would appreciate it if you could support us by leaving a short, positive review and a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform. 
All right. So Cassie, I think all of the announcements are out of the way and we can catch up now, finally. So Cassie, what's new with you? Well, you know, I have a lot going on these days. Some good things, some bad things. Uh Uh-oh, some good things, some bad things. (laughs) Do you want to hear the good one first or the bad one first? Well, we have this expression in English. uh, We compare hearing bad news to almost like wearing a Band-Aid. And you know, if you're wearing a Band-Aid because maybe you cut yourself and then the wound heals and you need to remove the Band-Aid, if you do it slowly and you slowly peel the Band-Aid off your skin, it can be kind of painful, right? Because it's like glued on to your skin. So a better way to remove that Band-Aid is just to rip it right off. Just have a one second painful moment and then move on with your life. And so we use this metaphor when we're talking about bad news too. It's kind of like we should just rip the Band-Aid off, get the bad news out of the way, and then move on to the good stuff. So Cassie, why don't we rip that Band-Aid off and hear the bad news first? Yeah, it's not horrible bad news, but uh, these days I have been losing a lot of hair compared to any other time in my life. Wow, welcome to the club. I don't know how you felt when you first started losing a significant amount of hair, but I have been terrified, Andrew. Yeah, well, to be honest, it was a very gradual process for me. Very slowly, but surely and consistently, more and more hair fell out. And then one day I realized like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of balding here. <laughs> and then I just, <laughs> There's no turning back once you reach that point. But I think, you know, it's pretty common in men to be bald, especially in my family and a lot of my friends in Canada too are bald. So it wasn't really a shocking thing. My dad is completely bald. So I was kind of expecting it. But I imagine in your case, Cassie, it's a bit more alarming. Yeah. Listeners, don't be, you know, shocked. I'm not anywhere close to going bald, but... <laughs> yeah, your your hair looks totally fine right now, by the way, Cassie. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. No, it doesn't look any different. But um, when I brush it now, there's just like so much. And I've heard that a lot of women deal with this problem in Korea. And I don't know if it's due to, you know, change in seasons or, you know, extra stress from my new job or if there's something in the water, like I should get a filter or I've lost a little bit of weight recently. Maybe that's it. I don't know what's going out of whack. Something is out of whack and it's causing my head to do all sorts of weird stuff it didn't do before. And I've been stressed about it, which probably makes the problem worse. Yeah, it could be stress-related. I know that my wife seems to shed a lot of hair, definitely more than I was expecting. I mean, she's got a lot of hair. Her hair is long past her shoulders. And uh, I'm the one around our house that does the vacuuming every morning. And so I vacuum up her hair. And I'm always shocked at how much uh, there is to throw away when I empty the vacuum to clean it out. So uh, maybe it is a pretty normal thing, like maybe you're losing some, but maybe it's growing back at the same rate. Who knows? Just make sure to take care of yourself, all right? Don't get too stressed out. Don't live life too hard 
And uh, I'm sure if you just relax a little bit, the hair loss will stop and you won't have to look like I do <laughs> going forward. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. Well, I, I guess for a man, for a woman. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think the way that you look now is best for you. <laughs> Um, but anyway, on to the good news. Yes. I don't remember if I told Culips listeners last year, but I had a minor car accident, just a teeny tiny one. A fender bender. Yes. It ended up in me losing my car because the cost of fixing the car was greater than how much I paid for it. So it just wasn't worth it. Mm -hmm. It was a write-off. Exactly. And that was several months ago, and I've been carless since then. But just recently, I have purchased a new-to-me car. So new-to-me means it's not a new car, it's a used car, but it is new-to-me. All right. Well, congratulations on the new car. Thank you. <laughs> so tell us about it. What kind of car did you get? It's the same kind as my old one. Uh, it's a Kia Morning. I really like those cute, compact cars that are, you know, fuel efficient and really easy to park. Yeah, they are very compact. They're like an ultra compact car. Very small and cute and maybe not the strongest car when you get into a fender bender, <laughs> but they are really cool. In fact, I think if I bought a car here in Seoul, uh, I would either buy one of those just for getting around the neighborhood and doing mm -hmm. errands in town, or I'd have to go with a bigger car for like longer road trips, but they're very affordable and cute. And uh, are they easy to drive? I imagine they would be as well. Yeah, they're so easy and they get 50% off toll fees compared to other larger cars in Korea. Wow. The one downside of this car is, though, the color. I love red cars. My old car was red, but this one is gray. Every car in Korea is white, gray, and black. Um, I've joined the club. <laughs> You're absolutely right. There is not a lot of variation on car color in Korea. I would say 98% of cars are either black white or gray. However, I'm seeing uh, some new colors come out from time to time. The cars are starting to become more colorful here, but uh, you're in the gray club. Well, congratulations anyway on your new car. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. And Andrew, I guess it's your turn. What's new in your world? Well, Cassie, I think I shared this fact on our recent live stream. So those Culips members who joined the live stream, if you've heard me talk about this already, I apologize, but I'll say it again here because I've been doing it so much lately. And that is that I've been baking a lot, Cassie. We got an oven recently, my wife and I. And wow, it's been at least seven or eight years since I've owned an oven. So to have one again has been uh, really great. I've been experimenting with cooking and also baking. In fact, just before we met Cassie, I uh, baked some cookies and I made an espresso and I drank the espresso and ate the cookies. So I guess I'm buzzing off an espresso and sugar high right now. <laughs> that sounds awesome. What flavor did you make? Well, my favorite kind of cookie is oatmeal. 
I love oatmeal cookies. So I made an oatmeal walnut raisin chocolate chip cookie. Wow, that's a lot of flavor combinations right there. That's like all of my favorite flavors in one. I, I guess I could add peanut butter to that mix and then I would have all of my favorites, but it's three out of four, so it's not bad. Can I recommend a secret ingredient to that as well? Yes, please do. If you go online and you order some black strap molasses and you put just a little bit of that into those cookies, it just adds this deep, rich, warm flavor to it. Now, some of our listeners might be wondering what molasses is. And actually, I have no idea either. I know it's used in baking all the time, but I'm not really quite sure what molasses is. Cassie, do you know what molasses is? Don't quote me, but it's a different way of refining sugar cane. Okay, so it's like a thick, almost like a syrupy sugar, right? With a rich flavor. It's not delicious by itself. Like it's a little bitter almost by itself. But when you put a little bit into your baking, uh, it just adds this, I don't know, this amazing little distinct flavor. I guess... When you're cook cooking savory foods, they say umami flavor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, in baking, that's what I think of when you add molasses, like this subtle oomph. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great tip. I will definitely try that. And it's funny that you brought up changing the recipe a little bit because that's what I've been doing. I've been experimenting a lot with baking. Because I find that a lot of the recipes that I search for and find online have just been way too greasy or way too sugary and sweet. Mm. And I think what's happened, Cassie, is that from living overseas for so long, my tastes have suddenly changed. And I I'm finding food to be like too greasy if I put too much butter in it. And way, way, way too sweet if I put the recommended amount of sugar into the recipe. So I've been uh, cutting back the sugar and the cookies that I just made, the recipe called for like one cup of sugar. And instead of that one cup, I put three tablespoons of sugar. That's a lot less. <laughs> I reduced it almost to nothing, right? And it was spot on. It was perfect. So wow. I'm happy I found uh, about the perfect amount of sweetness that I need to add to the cookies so that they don't taste too sweet. That makes sense since you added chocolate chips because those chocolate chips will add a little bit of extra sweetness that you don't have in the just the dough part. And the raisins as well, right? The raisins mm. and the chocolate chips, they are really sweet as well. So yeah, I think I found the perfect recipe, but... I've been baking like two or three times every week, uh, making banana bread, making apple crisp, making cookies. It's been great, but I think I'm going to have to slow down. I'm worried about the electricity bill <laughs> for <laughs> running the oven so much. And also I have to be cautious of my waistline. Uh, my wife, she'll eat like a little bit, but she's not like wild about baked good. So I end up eating like 90% of it. So that's not good. Cassie, you'll have to come up to Seoul so I can share some cookies with you. You can <laughs> relieve me of the burden of eating all these cookies. 
I'd love to. Apart from that, Cassie, not much is new. I've been trying to get outside and enjoy the fall weather. Uh, we've been having some really beautiful weather. And I have to say that I think fall is my favorite season for being outside because you don't really have the rain like you do in the spring, but you still have that crisp air that's not too hot, not too cold. And so weekly, usually on Friday mornings, but sometimes on Saturday mornings, I've been getting up quite early to get outside and go biking. And it's been amazing. Uh, I've been yeah, waking up around 5.30 in the morning and trying to be on my bike by about quarter to six. And the reason for that is that the trails here in Seoul are actually pretty good. We have a nice network of biking paths that go all around the Han River and up to some mountains and stuff. So I've been going all over the place. But if you go on the weekend uh, during the middle of the day, for example, there are just way too many people riding their bikes. There's families, there's uh, university students, there's people learning to ride bikes. There are the crazy guys that are like hardcore that are going crazy fast through the parks and just riding dangerously. So uh, I've found that if I wake up early enough in the morning, there are not too many people on the paths and uh, I can get a pretty good ride in without having to worry about the other riders. So it's been a nice way to spend some time outside this fall. That's great. Yeah. And I think, um, I don't know if I would have the strength to wake up that early to avoid the crowds, but I'm glad you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes I question my sanity. Like, why am I waking up at uh, 530 on a Saturday morning to go ride? But to be honest, the ride is amazing. But returning is one of the highlights of my week. When I come back home and uh, I make coffee and sometimes I'll eat a bowl of oatmeal or some fruit or something like that. My wife and Pinky, our dog, they're usually still sleeping because uh, I'm usually back by like 7.30 or 8 in the morning and uh, it's still quiet and I just love that time of the morning and uh, I'm like awake and I'm pumped up because I've just finished the bike ride, you know, so it's a, a great time to just have some quiet relaxation in the morning before the craziness of the weekend begins. So yeah, it's been good. My only question is, I mean, it sounds like a great morning, but do you feel like you're going to crash by the middle of the afternoon? Not yet, because I mean, I don't go too hard. You know, I did do one ride where I climbed up two mountains and uh, was on my bike for almost three hours. And that day I felt tired. But, you know, on the weekend, I don't mind taking a little nap in the middle of the day if I can get away with it, if I don't have too busy of a schedule. So I save the hard rides for the days that I know I can nap. And if I know that I have a busy day ahead, then I'll just get out there and cruise and not really ride too hard. Mm, okay. Cassie, now I have one question for you before we finish up here. You told us you just got a new car, but I think the last time we spoke, or maybe it was a couple of weeks ago, you said that you were going to get a bike. 
So did you end up getting the bike or did you <laughs> uh, upgrade to the car and forget about the bike? I did get a bike as well. I got that as soon as I got out of quarantine. So that was a long time ago, actually. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was <laughs> longer ago than I thought. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I love my bike. It's lime green. It's not a fancy bike or anything, but it gets me where I want to go. And I have wheels again, both two wheels and four wheels. <laughs> you said red was your favorite color for a car. What's your favorite color for a bike? Probably my favorite color, which is blue, but green's good too. My bike is gray, just like your car. Um, but the company that manufactures the bike that I have, they make uh, the same model that I have, but in a different color, in red. Ooh. And so I was debating, should I get the gray one? Should I get the red one? And I thought the gray one looked really cool when I saw it on the internet. And actually, I bought the bike used, and so I had no option. When I ultimately bought my bike, there was a gray one for sale that was used, and I bought that one. However, I ran into some guy on the trails the other day who had the same bike model as me, but he had the red version, and it looked so cool. I was like, oh, that guy totally got the better color. The red one looks so much better. I wish I got the red. So I felt a little pang of jealousy in that moment, but <laughs> I can see where you're coming from with the red color. It's pretty sharp. It is. Oh, and it just looks good with everything. Indeed. Except maybe pink. <laughs> I agree with that. Well, Cassie, I think we should wrap things up here. That was fun to catch up and chat. And listeners, we hope that you enjoyed listening to our conversation as well. Please don't forget about the study guide for this episode that's available on our website, qlips.com. And in fact, on qlips.com, if you sign up and become a member, you can get access to our whole study guide library for all of the episodes that we create as well as a ton of other benefits, such as our fluency file series and an invitation to the monthly live streams that Cassie and I host. If you like studying English with Culips and find us helpful for building your English skills, then we'd love it if you could support us. There are many different ways that you can do that. The best way is by becoming a Culips member, but that's not the only way. You could also follow us on social media, tell your friends who are learning English to check Qlips out, or you could leave us a five-star rating and a nice review on your favorite podcast app. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode, and we will talk to you then. Goodbye. Bye.